Dee Dee Moonflyer here. Welcome to the Twilight Tonic Podcast. As always, I have a freshly brewed batch of the strange and unusual to share with you. So grab your favorite tonic, step inside the broom closet, and let's get started. Tonight on Twilight Tonic, we're going to welcome back Jason Schneider, Fort Wayne's investigator. How are you tonight? I am so good, Dee Dee. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good, but I'm really excited about your upcoming event in Middletown, Ohio, near Dayton, my hometown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's actually, believe it or not, it's, it's, it's nicely situated right between Dayton and Cincinnati. Mm. So it's it's just a hop, skip, and a jump, no matter what city you're coming from. And it's it's a great time. It really is. Yeah. I had a lot of events in Middletown when I was. And my main question is, where do people, where can they stay? Do you have camping available? Is there a hotel available? Okay. So, yeah. So, I mean, I, there's actually an event page for NonCon. That's the name of the event coming up in Middletown. And, okay. um on the event page, there's a whole bevy of announcements as far as vendors are concerned. Um, obviously, we're doing a, a ghost hunt on Friday night and Saturday night. And uh, Saturday night, we're actually going to be part of the world's largest ghost hunt. So we're going to be live streaming for an hour at 1 a.m. Saturday night. Oh, and, awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we thought we would do something new this year just to uh, just to kind of be part of it. And um so on the page, though, there's there's various links um, for hotels that I put up there. I, I went through and screened a bunch of hotels and put some um, some average prices out there and how far away from the event that it actually is. But um, so there is camping all weekend long on the grounds of Post Town. As you know, it is a giant school, so the property out there is humongous. Mm-hmm. And um, on the backside of the school, we have a, um, a giant b- uh, fire ring. So every year, all weekend long, we run a bonfire through there. Um, and it pretty much stays lit even throughout the day. And then in the night, obviously, we feed it full of wood. A lot of people who um, camp there will um, cook food on the bonfire. And a lot of us just sit around and we have some uh, some adult beverages. Um, and uh, we we tell stories. We I mean, there's a bunch of us bring... Um, guitars and um some people bring drums and so there's music being played and you know all kinds of stuff like that 
So the way that we have the event, and it's really it's really confusing, but the way the event is basically a weekend. It's weekend long, so it's um, the actual non-con event is actually on Saturday, but mm-hmm. the setup begins on Friday. So if you want to come in um, Friday morning, anywhere after nine a.m. Friday morning, uh, we will be registering people and getting people seated, and um, so people can actually come in the day before and get set up. And uh, camping actually opens that day as well. So the majority of the people who will be camping all weekend, which is free, by by the way. Um, awesome. Yeah. So the majority of the people that will be camping for the weekend will um, be coming in Friday as well. We have a number of people that will probably just bring in and park RVs. And uh, I'm, I'm guessing somewhere between 10 and 20 tent campers will be out there. So it's a really good crowd to hang out with over the weekend. Uh mm-hmm. You can't beat free. I mean, it's a free event with free camping. So if you just want to get out and enjoy the camaraderie with everybody, um, it's actually a really, really good time. Um, you know, you don't have to spend a lot of money to go to these events. And that's the reason why we host these free events like this, because we do realize that a lot of people out there just can't afford to spend a lot of big money. Right at some of these really big events that are going on, um, you know, like Hellhound and, and all of that stuff that's actually happening this actually this weekend in Cincinnati. Um, you know, it gets really expensive when it comes to food cost and the hotel, and, right. you know, just to get in if you want to do photo ops with people. Uh, but non-con um, is about 50 to 60 vendors this year. It's an indoor event inside this school. It's actually hosted inside of the, um, historic and haunted post town elementary there in Middletown, Ohio. Mm-hmm. And, um, so it's basically just a showcase of a ton of vendors, anybody from, um, you know, pop culture authors to paranormal investigators, to metaphysical vendors, to psychics, to tarot readers, um, to, uh, fiction, nonfiction authors, fantasy authors. Um, we actually have, um, we actually have uh, a whole row of actors and actresses that are coming this year. So we got awesome. a couple of people coming from the movie Wrong Turn from the Wrong Turn series. Oh and, my gosh! <laughs> yeah, yeah. So and and it's and and in case you guys are out there wondering, it's the creepy ones. So it's the creepy people from the Wrong Turn Uh-oh. series. Yeah. Um, so um, yeah. So we'll have that, and then we actually have we just we actually just added Mary Badham to the um to the list of vendors now mary was actually um at 10 years old she starred in the movie to kill a mockingbird mm-hmm. was just i mean just missed getting an award for that i don't know i can't remember what award it was for it but um she was snubbed and lost out to somebody else but um she recently uh attended a a uh basically a a mocking of that movie the mocking uh to kill a mockingbird and attended it with barack obama a couple years Mm. back which was really really cool i guess for her um but she's actually going to be on hand she's going to be um signing autographs and doing selfies with people and meeting people and um like i said there's there's going to be paranormal teams there's going to be paranormal investigators there um, you know, so for all of you people out there who love the ghost, mm. um, you know, right before October comes in, this is the the best event. So um, there are there are investigation tickets that are open for Friday night, and the investigation mm-hmm. goes from 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. And they can go and get information about the event 
and buy tickets at uh, posttownschool.com. Mm-hmm. And um, you just go up in the upper left-hand tab there. You click the, the drop-down menu, find non-con six, and then scroll down. And there's some tabs to buy your, your ghost hunt tickets for Friday night. And then mm-hmm. um, we still have availabilities for uh, the ghost hunt on Saturday night as well. Um, so that's going to be a blast. So non-con event will actually run from uh, uh, 9 a.m. when the doors open on Saturday until 6 p.m. that day. And then we'll shut down. We'll take a couple-hour break. And then we'll get uh, the ghost hunt up and going, which, of course, is led by myself and Keith Age. And then um, on Sunday, it concludes um, right around uh, 2 to 3 p.m. Uh, doors open that morning right around uh, 10 a.m., I think, is what we got it slated for. Uh, and uh, it's just a great place. You come in. You can take a tour of the school uh, while you're there if you want. There are guided tours that, uh, you know, we they do charge for the guided tours. That's kind of how we sure. how we raise some money for Post Town and everything that Daryl and Brenda Wisman does for everybody. Um, but uh, the rest of the event is uh, completely free. So um, you'll show up and... Uh, um, you get the chance to walk around. You can come in and out. You can hang out, you know, with the people that are camping. You can come and pitch a tent. Um, you know, and a lot of people are concerned about coming alone. Don't be afraid to come alone because people who come alone often end up um, not regretting it. We we treat everybody like family. So, you know, if, it's, if there's somebody who's by yourself and you can't find somebody to come out with, come on out anyways and uh, hang out with us because uh, we'll, we'll treat you like you're one of ours. So, um, it should be a really, really good event. It's bigger than it's been in the past. Jason, how much are tickets to the ghost hunt in the evening? Yeah, so the tickets for the ghost hunt on Friday and Saturday are both $40 per person per night. Mm-hmm. That's okay. awesome. And the ghost hunt runs from 8 p.m. until 2 a.m. Okay, and my next question is, what is the famous haunt in that building? So people know kind of what's going on when they to go on the ghost hunt with you on Friday or Saturday night? Well, for me, I know I've been investigating Post Town off and on for um, God, probably eight years, nine years now. And um, it seems like every year that we host this, that the event gets bigger, it gets more and more active. So last year was just so crazy because we had a lot of great paranormal teams that were in there. Um, so even if you're not experienced, we always have people who are willing to take you under our wing and share in, you know, our knowledge with you and kind of show you the ropes on how we do things and why we do things. Um, you know, we don't just expect you to buy tickets and know what you're doing. Um, so, um, the thing is about, about post town is, is, well, you know, historically schools in general, um, are often haunted locations. And I, I do believe that that's got to do with, the amount of years that the school was open, obviously, there's so much um, abundance of energy in in that building for so many years, you know. And so what you end up with is you try to piece together historical things that have happened in the past. And you often try to correlate that with some of the things that are happening inside of Post Town. Um, so what we do know is, is that at some point in time in the 1960s, I believe it was, um, a little girl had fallen down, uh, one of the back staircases back there. And, uh, yeah. yeah. And, um, 
she did succumb to her injuries, not there, but uh, in the hospital a couple of days later. And some people claimed to make communication with her. Now, I will, I will tell you this. I was there uh, last year at like 1 o'clock in the afternoon when the school was empty. It was just Daryl and Brenda, myself, and uh, one of my friends. And um, one of the creepiest things in the world happened. I, was, I wasn't expecting to you know, experience anything. But just as we were coming down the back staircase, we, we heard what was, I mean, as clear as day. It was a little girl saying, Hello. And yeah. I mean, that stopped me dead in my tracks. I mean, as I'm talking to you right now, I got goosebumps, the hair standing up on me because it was so like you heard the echo and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, you know, you know me, I go running towards, you know, where, mm-hmm. the, where the noise had come from. But of course, it was really dark. It came from a dark cafeteria area where none of the lights were on. I mean, you really mm-hmm. couldn't see, you know, your hand in front of your face. But I, I mean, I can promise you, nobody was down there playing games, and um, you know that 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 really stuck with me about how surprising that school is. Um, you know, of course, back in the early 1900s, there was also a train accident that happened on the back property where quite a few people were killed. Mm-hmm. There was a, a derailment of a train on the back part of that property and quite a few people were killed. So some people speculate that maybe the ghosts from some of those people are inhabiting um, the hallways of Town. But um, Daryl and Brenda also have a lot of artifacts in their school. So Mm -hmm. one of the rooms that they have in particular is called a Dow room. Okay. Uh And, whether or not you believe in haunted dolls or haunted items, uh, they they are they get sent these dolls from all over the world, and people will send these dolls to them and say, "Hey, look, this thing. There's ever since we brought this into our house, it's been active." Oh my goodness! We don't want to destroy it, so we just put it in a box and send it over to you guys. Dolls so you are can so creepy, your, right? Uh, yeah, <laughs> doll room is creepy because there's there's like two hundred dolls in there. And they're they're all from, you know, they range from like brand new dolls to very, very old porcelain antique dolls. And there's just there's no telling where these things have come from, you know. So, I mean, you can you can speculate that um, excuse me, you can speculate that, um, you know, maybe possibly some of the activity that's going on inside of that school might actually be linked to some of the artifacts that have been brought in there over the years as well. Um, right. You know, so uh, everybody's guess is just as good as mine. I just, I don't, I can't put a finger on it, you know, and I don't really like mm-hmm. to um, when it comes to um, public places that are like that. But I can tell you that when Post Town is active, it's undeniably active. You know, right. And it just seems like, you know, a lot of people say, well, you know, I mean, there's gosh, there's an awful lot of people in here. You know, I mean, are you sure we're going to know if there's activity? And it's just, you know, we we cap those investigations off at like 25 people and that's a whole school. So there's, you know, various floors. Keith and I break everybody up into um, into groups. And then basically what we do is, is we investigate. Um, for an hour, and then we take a break and we switch groups. So Keith and I will switch places. So yeah. everybody gets to work with us together. And um, we'll do another hour where we lead the groups through. But then after that second hour, we kind of allow everybody we, you know, to stay within their groups, but to kind of roam freely and investigate at, you know, however they feel like they want to. 
Mm-hmm. You know, Keith and I kind of monitor the premises and, um, you know, keep an eye on things, making sure that, you know, safety protocols are in place and things like that for everybody. Sure. That is a lot of school and it's a lot of people moving around. But um, it, last year and the year before last, um, it was so active. I mean, so if anybody was ever curious about paranormal investigating or ghost hunting and wanted to really get an up close look at how it's done with some of these teams and these people who do it for a living. Um, that's a great event to go to because everybody will, um, will reach out and help you and give you information, see people using some of the most cutting edge tools that we use in the field today. Um, you know, and I'm, every year I'm so surprised by the amount of equipment that's brought in for the investigations and how much effort is actually put into them. It's it's a fantastic mm-hmm. time for everybody. And of course, you don't have to have that equipment to go on this tour, correct? No, you don't. And that's the best thing is we tell people all the time, you know, Keith and I will usually bring extra equipment ourselves because there might be seven or eight, maybe nine or 10 people between Friday night and Saturday night. And they come and they say, well, I really don't have anything but a phone app. And we tell people, Hey, download a recorder on your phone because cell phones have some of the best microphones you can imagine. And that's a great way to get started conducting EVPs. Um, And Keith and I will, we'll work with those people. We'll show them how to use specific things. And then a lot of times We'll actually just hand them our gear and say, hey, look, you know, you can, you know, use these things. Just make sure we get them back at the end of the night and uh, go have fun. And if you if you question anything, go to some of these other groups and talk to them, because like you see people that are using like the SLSs and thermal cams and, you know, the various things like REM pods and, um, you know, laser grids. And so, I mean, even if you don't know how to use it, you don't particularly have it with you that night. It's a really, really good time to see how these things are used in the field by some of the people who do this day in and day out. So it's a great experience had by all, I mean, including people who've never done this before. Wow. I think it sounds like a blast because it sounds like people are going to be very friendly and very open to questions. And that's really important. Yeah. So the thing with us is, is just making sure that everybody who comes and attends, regardless of what you're doing there, um, what's important to us is that everybody has the the best experience possible, you know? So we, I mean, we, we actually, we know people show up and don't have all the gear that we have. We understand that people don't get the opportunities to um, join, you know, these teams and um, you know, people don't have the time nor the resources to be able to get out there and do what we do. Um, so, you know, when it comes to those people who don't have the experience, we really, really try to give them the best night, you know, possible. Um, and it's, like I said, it's, we enjoy helping people and we enjoy filling people with information and talking to people and especially kids. We've got, I mean, my son investigated post town for the very first time when he was 12 years old. And, um, I mean, I, I, yep. And he's. He's hooked. He's he's been on several investigations with myself, and he likes to attend the events. And he's 16 now, so he'll probably be there again this year. Um, but we do allow kids, I think, 16 and up um, in this event as long as they have a um, a parent with them and they have a guardian with them. So it's it's also a good time if you just wanted to come with your son or your daughter or your son and daughter or two sons or two daughters or whatever. Um, you're all welcome. 
It's it's just we're, these events to us, we're all family. So that's what it's that's what it's about for Daryl and Brenda. It, this is their way of giving back to the paranormal community for years of support. And for Keith and I, all we do is help them facilitate that. It sounds like a blast. It really does. I haven't decided which night I'm going to go on the investigation, but I'm going to try because I've only got to do one, and it was a prison in Ohio. Oh, which one? I, oh, gosh. I, I can't think of it. It's really well known. Is it Mason? Oh, you're talking about um, um, Mansfield. Yes. Ohio Reformatory. Yeah. yeah, I went to that years ago. I was in my 20s with my and it, it was sure. fun. Good we gosh, really that, enjoyed that it. Was, that's also where uh, Shawshank Redemption was filmed as well. Exactly. Yes. Now it's all coming back like a flood. And the cool that thing about that fun. prison is, is it's actually built right next to the brand new prison that still houses inmates today. So, like, if you're there during the day, you literally see the inmates out in the yard right next door. <laughs> oh, that's <know>? hilarious. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, my, my but my favorite part of Mansfield is um, the architecture because it's got that Victorian style um, mm-hmm. architecture to it. And it's just to see it. It's um, it's really, really breathtaking. It's a beautiful place. Um, it is beautiful. I never get tired of going there. And even if I'm traveling across Ohio and I'm within 20 miles I always will go out of my way to stop there to at least drive by and pay my respects and, and move on. So Yeah, it's a beautiful old building. Definitely. So what else is coming up for you? Man, there's there's so much to talk about. So I was um so while we're talking about events, uh, we'll just get this one out, out there. So on October first through the third, down in Louisville, Kentucky. There's actually, it's a, it's called a Mid-American Paracon, and it's actually being teamed up with the Fright Night Film Fest. So this is a paranormal horror convention in Louisville, Kentucky. And so it's at the Ramada Plaza Hotel, um, which is a really, really nice place. It's, some, it's a place that we've done uh, Mid-South, mm-hmm. um, the Mid-South Paracons that Keith Age put on for many, many years. Um, but this is actually, it's two events for the price of one. So on one side of it, you've got a, a ton of paranormal investigators. On the other side of it, it's a bunch of um, horror actors from horror films and stuff mm. like that. So you get the best of both worlds and you get to meet some pretty awesome freaking people um, that's going to be there. I don't have the list as of right now in front of mm-hmm. me, but um, people can, they can either go on Keith Age's um, page and find the Mid-American Paracon um, advertisement on there. But I believe that there's also a, um, uh, there's a, um, I'm sorry, it's a website. And I think you can go on to FrightNightFilmFest.com, I believe is what it is. If not, just Google it. Um, and you can get on the website and it tells you how, it tells you um, all, all the, the paranormal vendors that are going to be there, Um you know, and then it also has a, a lineup of actors and actresses from the horror film genre that are going to be there. And the lineup looks fan freaking tastic already. So I'm looking forward to that. And Keith Age's Keith Age's events aren't really expensive. Again, this has got a little bit more of a higher range of 
of special guest. So there, there is a cost, mm-hmm. uh, and it could be something like $25 a day for general admission. I'm not sure. No, um, that's not bad. Right, right. It's Again, it's not like Whorehound or Scarefest, you know, where you're going to drop $1,000 mm-hmm. in a weekend on yourself. So, Ooh, no, no, no. <laughs> right, yeah. Right. So they're, they're very, they're very cost friendly. Um, Friday night is always a nice kickoff party where we get the, where we get everything started. People come in and start getting set up on Friday there. Saturday morning, people finish setting up and then the doors open and it's an all day convention with lots of presentations um, that are being given by a lot of the actors and a lot of the paranormal investigators and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. throughout the day and then again that night will obviously be um live entertainment and um there'll be a bar there'll be booze there's you know all the great elements of one of keith age's events because if you've never been to one of keith age's events down in louisville kentucky you have to make it to at least one of them before you die mm-hmm. because there are um, the memories that i've made down there year after year are tremendous Wow. And of course, it's in a hotel, so you can instantly... Do they have discounts and stuff for people that are going to the event? I do believe they do. So now, what I what I heard was, and this isn't, this isn't particularly my event. I'm working it and helping to promote it. Mm-hmm. So um, I am sorry for the lack of details that I have on this. But um, I, we do know that the hotel where everybody's staying at is really, really close to the conference center where the event is, but it's mm-hmm. not at the same place. And the reason for that was because when they rented the conference center, they didn't want to give a discount on the hotel accommodations for everybody coming into town. And so we opted to go to one that's very close to there that offered us a discount. So uh, once again, you can get on the website. You can check that out. It will tell you exactly what hotel it is. There are discounted rooms available for anybody who wants to attend. Um, and it's very, very affordable. Hotel accommodations are always very nice. So it's, it's a good time. Awesome. So what, anything new in Fort Wayne's paranormal? Well, as far as Fort Wayne is concerned, um, not a lot. Um, so we, we have our fright nights coming up here, I think on, uh, uh, third week of October, second, mm-hmm. yes, the second and third week of October we have here in town, which is really cool because they open up a lot of historic locations, a lot of haunted locations that you can, um, you can go through and get in and learn the history of a lot of these places. Science Central is open, so it's super kid friendly. There's lots of things open for kids, get face painting, mm-hmm. costume contest in town. And then, of course, they shut downtown down for um our famous zombie walk that we have and that has anywhere from six to ten thousand people in it every year which is really really (laughs) cool i mean there's nothing better than walking through downtown fort wayne and seeing thousands of people that are just decked out in zombie outfits and (laughs) they've got babies in strollers that have you know blood running out of their heads i mean people (laughs) really go you know, um, they really, really go above and beyond for the zombie walk. And it's a fantastic time. But that that weekend also is coincided with uh, DeadCon, which yeah. is yet again another really, 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 really big 
uh, convention that is more geared like Scarefest. So you're going to see and get to meet people like Ernie Hudson from Ghost Hunters or Ghostbusters. And you're going to see a lot of people from Ghost Hunters that are going to be there. You're going to meet, um, you know, people like Tony Todd, um, Candyman, and um, Danny Trejo, and just a lot of A-list name actors from a lot of horror films and um, that we all know. So there's going to it's so there's a huge, huge, huge convention going on at the Grand Wayne Center in the middle of all of that, and that includes haunted balls. There's going to be um, concerts going on. That's part of the Dead Con as well. Uh, Eric, Eric Werner has so much planned for this event. It's I can't even I can't even begin to name everything that's going on. So you know, for Fort Wayne, that's really really great. And um, yes, and for me, um, you know, aside from all of that, you know, I think the last time that we spoke, I was uh, working a private case, a personal case down in Southern India, yeah. and I have since been back down there. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I actually, believe it or not, I, I took five days off because I, I can't say anything now, but I'm kind of getting involved a little bit into the film genre a little bit. So, awesome. yes. So um, some film work is definitely in, in my future, just kind of testing out my, my TV legs to see how they go. And um, <laughs> at the same time, I, I was passing. I knew I was going to pass through town, so I stopped and did another uh, two nights of investigating um, at this uh, this private case that I've been handling, and um, there's there's been a lot more stuff happening at this place. It seems like every time I go down there, there's more and more going on, um, and we're we're still in the midst of trying to understand the who's and why's of everything. Because I got to mm-hmm. tell you, this place is so desolate. It's out in the middle of nowhere, and the client is. Um, the client is a super um, high priority client. It's somebody who, um, you know, you you wouldn't you wouldn't think in a million years would be calling you out of the blue for you to right. come down and investigate their house. So it's been an honor um, being able to work closely with these individuals and try to help them piece together what's going on. And so the last time we come back, I came back with tons of audio to review and. Um, you know, there was there's things. There's a lot of stuff. We're hearing a lot of chatter. We're picking up voices of of a, a man, a woman, a child, um, and things that just happen while while I'm sleeping. So I sleep in one of the most active rooms in the house, mm-hmm. and I let the recorders run all night. So the really really crazy thing is is that. You know, there's there's really there's really no animals inside. There's no kids inside this place, and um, there's things that are just that. When I sleep in this room, that um, not only do you hear voices, but things are being moved around and shuffled around, and it's so crazy. Mm-hmm. Because I can hear myself sleeping. You know, so mm-hmm. I kind of got like a little bit of a light snore, and so mm-hmm. you, so you can hear me on the audio clearly <laughs> sleeping. And uh, the bed is a, is a little, it's, it's an older bed, so it squeaks a little bit. So if I'm moving around in my sleep, you hear all of that. But mm-hmm. at the same time, though, too, you're hearing, you know, we, we captured a voice of a woman that had said, um, they don't know what we know. Or they don't know what <laughs> I know, is what she says. And, um, um, yeah, 
And so, I mean, that was kind of really crazy because that's the first time that we've heard a woman's voice come through on the audio because it's always been a man. And so, you know, you can hear us at several points where we're taking a break and we're, you know, we leave the recorders running and we're away from the recorders. You can hear us talking, you know, just 20, 30 feet away. And then you're hearing these discussions that are happening in the voice recorder, like they're standing right by it and sending mm-hmm. things in the voice recorder while we're out talking. So wow. we're so we're getting responses. We don't quite understand some of the responses just yet. Some of them do make sense. Um, but we're talking about a town that is that is so desolate that it's still unincorporated today. Okay, it's an, it's an unincorporated town. And um, this client's family are part of the original settlers in this area. And it's right on the Ohio River across from Kentucky. Um, so it's just... But the crazy thing about it is, is that the first time I went and investigated this place, I said, you know, let's, you know, let's figure, you, you know, let's figure out why you're dealing with hauntings. Tell me about the past. Right. Tell me about the history. And then she was just like, you know, hey, well, let's get in a car because I can explain better this way. So as we're driving down the road, now we're about seven miles from the nearest paved road. So it's 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 a thousand foot tall gravel foothills that you're driving over just to get to this place you're like a thousand feet up a thousand feet down a thousand feet up a thousand feet down so yeah sounds beautiful though it it is beautiful but then you start to you start to you start to think about banjos and what am i doing (laughs) out here you know so it's it's also a very daunting place and then you see these 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 homes that are all up in the uh, up in these hills and mm-hmm. you know she would drive me by these homes and tell me about where these terrible things have taken place mm-hmm. and so within a, a mile of where she lives there's probably um eight or nine different homes that's got a less than fabulous history involved mm-hmm. in these houses whether it be child molestations oh, or um, or very, very bad emotional, physical abuse. Um, people found dead on the property um, and or myster- other mysterious deaths. Um, uh. Families who were plagued for years of bad luck. I mean, from houses burning down to grandchildren drowning in bathtubs. I mean, it's just... Oh, my gosh. There's So it's it's like, you know... Take your pick and try to figure out what we're dealing with exactly because there's so many implications as to why this place could be as haunted as it is. I you know. So it's it's I feel like I'm put trying to put together a five thousand piece jigsaw puzzle without my glasses on. So it's you know, I thought this is gonna be something that's gonna be three investigations tops and you know, we'll mm-hmm we'll be able to help them out and get through this. And every time I've gone down there, I've come back with even more questions and more activity and more evidence of that activity. So, um, you know, now we're just, we're trying to get through all the audio and the video and all the data that we collected the last time we were down there. And, um, you know, we're supposed to regroup here in a week or so to kind of figure out where we're going to go from here, what they want to do, if they want to continue to investigate, if they want to attempt a cleansing. Um, there have mm-hmm. been many, many blessings and cleansings done at this place in the past, and they have not worked. 
How about on the land? The land as well. Now, what we know about the land is, now this is really, really interesting because, you know, I don't really subscribe really, really hardcore to Native American land and burial grounds and activities as much as a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. But I will say this, um, it's there's it's definitely an area where Native Americans have settled and have passed through because there's been a lot of arrowheads and hunting tools and things like that that have been found on the property. Um, but um, uh, about two or three weeks ago, this client had somebody over at the house um and I, I can't tell you exactly what the what the reason for the business was, but they had a client over at the house, and these are people that that you know don't talk about this kind of stuff. These are like your skeptics. Like I don't I don't have time to think about paranormal. I don't have time to think about ghosts. I don't believe in that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But in the middle of the afternoon, at like two o'clock in the afternoon, the the wife of the guest that showed up completely frozen her tracks about 45 minutes into a meeting there and everybody else in the room looked at her and said yo are you okay what's going on and she was frozen and she just she got up and said we got to go and she she grabbed her husband and said we we should go we should go now and it it wasn't until a little bit later the client found out that literally she was sitting here in in plain view of the of the door the front door Mm -hmm. of the house And uh, she said that a Native American man had literally walked right up to the front door as if he was coming and like looking into the door, but then Mm -hmm. vanished right in front of her as he was at the door at the same time. So it scared her an awful lot. And um, so they, they, they 86 their plans. They were out of there. They packed their stuff and left. Um, I mean, moments later, they weren't there five minutes. They were out on their way out the door. You know, so there's a lot of interesting things that are happening there. There really, really is. And the best thing about this is knowing this client and knowing her history and understanding who she is and who her family is and everything Mm -hmm. else. These are not the kind of people to pull your leg, you know, or have overactive imaginations. These are very, very matter of fact people who... You know, uh, until some of this stuff started happening, really weren't subscribed to the whole ghost and paranormal stuff. In fact, one of the things you always expect is, is you expect these people to be, you know, huge fans of ghost hunters and all these ghost shows that are on TV. They don't have cable. They don't, they can't get Facebook where they are. They have no internet reception up there. They don't even run a TV during the day at this place it's i mean when Mm -hmm. i say it's old school it's very desolate it's it's like it's a log cabin on like 500 acres of wilderness on the top of a mountain wow so i mean it's god's country out there you know Mm. so while it's beautiful and serene to be out there because it's so peaceful I sleep mm-hmm. so good when I'm there. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> mm-hmm. the, the beds and the hospitality there is um, next to the best. Um, they're great clients, some of the best I've ever had the pleasure of working with. Um, but it's also a breath of fresh air to know that when they tell you something, you can take it to the bank because these aren't the kind of, there's no reason for them to right. embellish 
or lie. They're not looking to get anything out of this. They, they keep everything hush-hush. They wish to remain anonymous because they are a high-profile sure. client. They are pretty well-known in, in other aspects of, of life, so I, I can't really say or talk much about that. Um, but uh, it's, been a, it's been a really, really good time, um, actually, you know, being able to work this case, even though I can only get down there every couple months. You know? Right. But they're grateful. And I, I, it's so weird because here's the thing, Didi. Whenever you go, whenever you go into a case, um, you know, you rarely ever look for anything except the facts and the clues. But mm-hmm. the weirdest part about this is the synchronicities that are surrounding this case between myself and the people who are involved in it down there. There, I mean, when I say synchronicities, I mean there are there are really really odd connections between mm-hmm. all of us in the right. strangest ways. I mean, in the strangest ways. So when I first started taking the case on, the first thing I usually do once I talk to somebody is I refer the case out because I don't have time to to do this much anymore. Right. And because of the amount of synchronicities that surrounded this case um, before I even got down there the very first time, um, because of all those synchronicities, I, I, I was so intrigued by it. I had to take it on myself. And so mm. that's why I'm so married to this, to this private case from this family, because not only do I want to help them, but mm-hmm. I feel like I've been called to this to this case specifically by something other than them. Right. That's what makes it fascinating, I think, too. The um, fascination surrounding everything is is just as important as what's going on and what they're experiencing. Now, I will say this: that um, the 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 client at one point in time last year not only lost all of their the work and, and jobs and everything they had to do because of COVID, um, mm-hmm. but they almost died. And they laid, they laid in that cabin suffering from COVID by themselves while family and everybody stayed away from them um, oh my gosh. for three and a half months. And so there was actual periods where they contemplated even living. It was it was so bad. I mean, because you can imagine as desolate as a place like that is, and then feeling yeah. so awful and, and on your deathbed for three and a half months and not having contact with anybody. Also, at wow. the same time, you know, you're you're not able to pay your bills. You're not able to feed yourself. You can't get to the store. You don't. I mean, phone reception, internet reception, all that's gone. There's no TV. There's no cable there. So the mm. mental aspect behind everything that's happened with this family, I think, is, is, is has, has I mean, because it was a really, really harsh period of negativity over the family last year. And I think that it fed into a lot of what mm-hmm. was going on there. Therefore, the activity was so, 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 so high. And right. so, you know, even now they're like, well, it's not nearly you know, as blatant as it was this time last year. But now that, you know, you're bringing your equipment, your gear and all of your sound stuff down here, Mm -hmm. we're actually recording more of what's happening within the house. So there's... Now, is this their permanent residence, Jason? It is. Wow. It is. 
It is. Yes. And I will say this. Uh, um, they were a national recording artist and mm-hmm. uh, she was a model at one point in time, also a pretty well-known one as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, these are and and they're very they're very matter of fact about everything. Like I said, there's there's nothing there. Like they don't want anybody to know what they're experiencing. They don't want anybody sure. to know who they are. They don't. You know, they're not doing it for anything other than the fact that there is weird things going on at this house that can't be explained. For instance. So you're on top of a mountain and you walk outside in the pitch black at 10 or 11 o'clock at night. You hear a thousand insects and birds. It's a forest. Mm-hmm. You hear things all day and all night long. You hear, you know, deer walking through the woods. I mean, you hear twigs snapping. You hear, you know, all the crickets and the bullfrogs and all that stuff. The Both times that I went down there, it was very normal, but once we once the sun had gone down and we started to get into the actual investigation itself, um, and we had taken a break because temperatures inside of the house started to fluctuate hugely, mm-hmm. and um, we'd taken a break and walked out, the whole entire forest was completely silent both times. Oh, wow. And I don't just mean for a minute. I mean for three or four hours straight, you didn't hear a thing. That's creepy. It is creepy. It's very creepy. So, I mean, the temperature in the house, I mean, when the temperature outside was 65, the temperature in the house got down to like 49, 48 degrees. Um, you know, so lots of lots of cold spells in that house. And it doesn't happen until you start asking questions. And the whole place changes as soon as you go into investigation mode in there. Which mm. is what intrigues me so much because you walk in at two o'clock in the afternoon and you're like, I love this place. It's a beautiful place. And, you know, then it's time to get down and investigate. And now it's nighttime and you're two, three hours into it. And literally it turns into about one of the creepiest places that, that you can think of. I mean, it's just you get that feeling like, God, I just want to take a, I want to take a shower and wash all of this, this feeling off of me because it, mm. the air is so thick. You can't deny that the atmosphere changes in the middle of investigating down there. So it's, it's exciting, but it's also very worrisome for them. And I, I couldn't live there, but mm-hmm. I, if it was me, I couldn't do it like they do day in and day out. Mm-mm. It'd be too draining. It would be too draining. You'd spend a lot of time. Um, you would spend a lot of time worrying about things. So, mm-hmm. and they do. They have literally left their residence in the middle of the night and have gone down into town and stayed with family um, mm. because things were just not feeling right. Like there's been a time where they've walked in the house and things just felt a certain way, and they were like, "Uh, uh-uh, get in the car, we're going into town." Um, oh wow! That kind of you know, that kind of a feeling, you know, so it's an interesting case. It really is. It has all yeah. right, has all of the right elements. And, you know, but at the end of the day, I mean, it's exciting for me. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's exciting for me. But um, also, too, it's important for me to be able to help these people. So even when I'm not down there, um, I, I talk to them at least two hours a week on the phone. So I'm calling down there. I'm talking to them in the evening times. How are things going down there? How are you guys doing? Right. You know, tell me about what's happened since I've been down there. And luckily for me, 
they're doing their homework. So they're logging everything that they hear and see, what time, where it came from, what it was. And they're actually, um, you know, have enough of uh, enough interest in this themselves that they're literally turning their cell phones on and voice recorders on and stuff while they're gone and while they're there. So Mm -hmm. things are being captured in the house while I'm not even there. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's terrifying for them at times. Sometimes they, they, you know, for the most part, they, they, you know. It, it's not anything malicious that they're dealing with. And that's what I, mm-hmm. I said. If it was something malicious, after 13 years, surely you would have known by now. Yeah, you'd be gone. <laughs> but now they've only lived there for 13 years. That's how long the house has been built there. But beforehand, this mm-hmm. land had been known to be paranormally active by family members Oh, 30, 40 wow. years ago. Yeah, so there's there's family members within the family that will tell you that when before there was even a house there, that they'd seen full-bodied apparitions on the property. Oh, okay. Wow, they do have their hands full. Yeah, they really do. And you know, I mean, to me, it's it's so up in the air because I say, you know, well, you have choices. You know, mm-hmm. do, do you want a cleansing done? Would you like a blessing done? Because they are they are religious people. And uh, as of right now, they're, they're kind of coming to grips with things, which is really cool because, um, you know, it tells me that I've done a good counseling job for them because they've gotten to the point where they're like, well, just kind of hold off because they're not hurting anybody. It is creepy. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> it's scary. It, it would be scary. It's creepy because out here in the middle of nowhere, there is nobody. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. anything could happen up there at any point in time and nobody in the world would know what was going on there. So, right. you know, and, you know, they're, so they're, they're still, they're still cautious and yet they're still got a nice healthy interest in, and, but they look at them like, you know, Hey, they were once people. And yes, we absolutely. We right. So, you know, they're like, we don't want to treat them like outsiders, like they don't belong here. They were probably mm-hmm. here long before us. So, you know, we'd like to kind of get to the bottom of things and we don't necessarily need to kick them out. We can cohabitate with them, but I would like to know what the heck is going on. That would be really great. Right. Come to some kind of agreement. Yeah. Yeah. We can cohabitate, you know, tell us what you need to let us know. Yeah. Well, and it's just like when you think that you have a theory, Somebody else mm-hmm. introduced into it, like you know. Oh, hey, I'm hearing, I'm hearing a child saying my name in the middle of the day. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> you know, first, it was it was a child during the day, but we never got any recordings of it. But we got a recording of a guy, and then mm-hmm. a woman started speaking when we were investigating, and now we're now we've got recorded voices of kids, um, also in, on, on the property as well. So it's it's kind of opened up a little bit. I think, you know, probably maybe they're getting more uh, comfortable with me being there and mm-hmm. drilling them with questions. Because, I mean, when it's time to stop after dinner, having dinner, okay, mm-hmm. let's go out and, and, and have a refreshment on the, the porch and talk about the game plan. And then we go in the house and we go right into it for four or five straight hours. So, wow. you know, it's it's only right that the environment would change because we change everything we do from that moment forward for that night. 
and so right. go right in asking questions. And we have, you know, I, I take an awful lot of tools and a, and a lot of equipment with me. And, you know, a lot of it's measuring the, the environment and, um, you know, trying to understand what's going on with the things that we can measure, but we can't see. And mm-hmm. looking for correlations in that, you know, at the same time, you know, that's the, the scientific part of me trying to, you know, bridge those explanations as much as possible. Right. So it's it's a it's a fantastic thing. I hate the fact that I'm five hours away from them. Right. Um, well, I can imagine that's quite a drive too. It, I can tell you right now, after a weekend down there, it's well worth the drive. I, I'm, it, I'm glad you're helping them. I go down there, and because there's no distraction, I can't get on Facebook while I'm there. Not even on my smartphone. I can't get mm-hmm. on the internet. Um. So when it when you're there, it's just you have no you absolutely have no option but to just enjoy your surroundings. Mm-hmm. And um, so I sleep well. You know, of course, you know most of us we sleep in haunted places all the time. Um, mm-hmm. And we we I sleep very very well down there. I sleep very sound, um, and I always come back refreshed. Always. Hmm. Well, Jason, I think that's fascinating and. I presume you're going to investigate some more. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously here after, um, I think after October, once Halloween is done and over with, I think I'll probably head back down here again, weather permitting, of course, before it gets too bad. Um, right. You know, of course, down there, they've got a few extra weeks of, of fall than we have up here. So, um, yeah, I do plan on going down there. I, I hope that since I have more time on my hands to get down here, at least two more times this this winter, fall, winter, and hopefully we can get some answers for the family. We can get things wrapped up, um, you know, and, and just come to some sort of a conclusion and, and reach some sort of an impasse where, you know, either we're going to do a cleansing or you guys mm-hmm. are going to be okay with cohabitating with what's going on here. You know. Right. Well, keep us informed. And, of course, when I have you back, I hope to hear more about interesting fascinating case absolutely and i and i love being on your show because i always seem to have so much to talk about uh these these hour podcasts we zip right through them unbelievably easy i know (laughs) having you on here extremely and hopefully i'll get to meet you in middletown you know what? I certainly hope that you show up. Um, I'd love to see you. I'd love to be able to visit with you. And um, I mean, it's so weird. I mean, we're just right across town from each other. We got to go to Middletown and meet one another. But I know, um, right? <laughs> that's, how, that's always how it goes. Um, but uh, yes. Yeah, so if you make it down there, please send me a message. Say, hey, I'm coming. Let me know when you're there or whatever. So I can snap out of my my busy you know, taking care of business and making sure everybody's taken care of. And I can at least put some time aside to visit with you. And um, yeah, so just hang out for a little bit while we're there. That would be really great. I would love to meet you. And I'm looking forward to it because one of my weekends, I can go do something fun. Sure, sure. I get it. And we we don't have enough of those in our lives, do we? No, absolutely not. And I think people need to do that again. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, especially after COVID last year, and it looks like it's creeping mm-hmm. back up on us again this year. Yeah, uh, some keep of your us fingers had, crossed. Right, some of us had a pretty good summer, but uh, it looks like uh, we're we're coming back to being. Uh, looks like another lockdown for the winter. Who knows? 
as if the uh, sun doesn't, as if the snow doesn't keep us in and make us depressed as it is through the winter, right? Yeah. So, but you know, hopefully soon. So we'll we'll see how everything goes. I hope that I see you at Middletown, um, at Noncon. And anybody that hears this podcast, um, everybody's welcome to come to Noncon. Bring your kids. It's free for the family. It's free to get in. It's free to hang out for the day. Our, our, all of our vendors, our special guests are all amazing individuals. You get to meet some of the coolest people ever. Um, it's just a really, 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 really fantastic time. And if you want and you want to get out and camp and you want to spend some time there, come out and spend a weekend with us. Pitch a tent. Come on out. Yes, and then there's also that ghost hunt, and it's only 40 bucks. it sounds like. Yes, and you don't have to be experienced at all or have any type of gear or equipment to uh, join in the fun. Like I said, we love to educate new people in the field and like to take people underneath of our wings. So um, always a good time had by everybody. It's been a pleasure having you back on the Twilight Tonic, and I can't wait to see, meet you and talk to you again soon, Jason. Well, thank you very much for having me on, DD, and uh, hopefully we will see each other here in just a couple weeks. Yes, and you have a wonderful week and a great night. You do the same. Bye-bye.